podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name is Dan Kennett. And with me to discuss the 1-1 draw at home to Villa, um, I've got the full crew. I've got my namesake, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Evening, Rhodesy. No pressing for you this week. In fact, no pressing at all. Gags. Um, <laughs> pressing from Gags. He had visitors. <laughs> Unexpected visitors, let's say. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a pressing. Yeah, Gags, um, Gags got about um, a quarter of the way through the match and then... And then wasn't able to finish, so uh, unfortunately yeah. we don't have any this week. Yeah, I think it's had fifty-five presses after fifteen minutes. So. Yes, um, yes, um, yeah. Not much to discuss about this game, Dan. But we'll come on. Well, to well, it. we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. And I got the dynamic sports science science to you. It's uh, first of all, it's Mister uh, Mister Simon Brundish. Even say, Evening, how was Paris? How was Paris? Uh, all good. All good. All good. Did was it a successful trip? Did them? How did it? How no, did Heather get no, on? It was. It was a very boring, dull trip. Um, First round exit. Oh uh, no, we didn't even didn't even get to play. Didn't even get to play. I'll tell you all about it later. Oh wait, right. I thought it was a WTA tour event. Well, anyway, okay, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, um, <laughs> amazing. Um, and I, also, we got our broadcasting live from his ivory tower. It's uh, Doctor Phil Barter. Evening, Phil. How are we doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Pretty Sun's good. shining. It's a lovely day today. It is. But, uh, yes, and it was sun was shining at Anfield, actually. Um, and it, it was actually quite warm on Saturday. I mean, um, I guess that's going to be an external factor, Si, for the game. Um, it was quite warm. It was. I think it was 24 pitch size. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Anyway... So before we talk about that, let's talk about those lineups and game plans because um, pretty easy for us, site unchanged. Last week you said the new team is emerging, and um, reaffirmed. Yeah, full on in, same set, rinse and repeat. Um, but we got Bobby on the bench, so like rehearse the things that you've been practicing, and theoretically you should be better as these <clears throat> as as you learn the processes and the systems and the nuances and the, the patterns and the sequences, and then you don't. <laughs> um, and Bart, coming to you on Villa, um, any uh, any surprises here? I mean, Emery's um, a manager who's given Klopp a lot of trouble down the years. Um, well, somewhat, somewhat, a fair amount Some of trouble. Yeah. yeah. I think he, he changed the fullbacks, which I think might have been them just coming back from injury. So Cash and is it Dice or Dine, whatever, or Dinger, whatever his name is. Luca Dean. Luca Dean from You are terrible with names. I, am, I know so he I'm is. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely dyslexia with names. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and then Kamara came into midfield. So I think they dropped out 
so they basically push uh, McGinn up to support Watkins and I not bulked out the midfield a little bit doing a disservice because they did a pretty good job last. But he went with uh, five in midfield rather than having a, a sort of a pseudo three and a two, uh, which he did against Spurs. So yeah, um, a different setup. Um, I think that's in because as you said, he's he's pretty good. That man, he manages very tactically sets up for different games. So he said, he said this, didn't he, Phil? He said it was specifically for this game. Is yeah. He had two very wide players as well um, in this game. He had, uh, is it Leon Bailey on one wing? Yeah. Um, it might have been Ramsey on the other. So uh, without losing strength in the midfield, which Kamara came into. So, yeah, it was interesting because normally teams we see is Anthony would come and play five at back, whereas he played five in midfield as a line. So, it was, yeah, it was interesting setup. Yeah, and he played three out-and-out centre-mids, didn't he? And plus another one in Ramsey. Um, yeah. Yeah. But he was still wide, though. Ramsey was still wide-ish for a centre mid. Yeah, he's a good, yeah, I know yeah, he's he's a good player, player, Ramsey. Good yeah, player, he is yeah. a good player. Yeah, yeah. good player. I think Ramsey yeah. was there to to block up um, uh, Trent's space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think they basically set up to block Trent's space, and then Bailey was there to block um, the pass into CJ. They did it well. They did it well. Um, right, so, that's enough for this game. Yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, then, before we go into the match summary, let's talk about probably the most important stats of the game time wasting. <sighs> yeah, the time wasting. So, I, 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 the Brentford game was the lowest ball in play time of any Liverpool match in the Premier League era ever. Um, it was 43 10 in play on the uh, uh, on the Y Scout data, um, and Michael Reed from Opta confirmed that it was the lowest ever. So lower than Pulis, lower than Deitch, lower than Warnock. <clears throat> um, and this game actually managed to beat the, the Brentford game in one regard, didn't it, Rosie? Incredibly. Yes, it was. There was a bit more ball in play time, so it was um, forty-eight ish, forty-eight and a bit minutes. But because it was 108 minutes total played time because of the added time in each half. This led to 60 minutes and 16 seconds of dead time in a football match. Um, and it was 57 or four in the Brentford game. Yeah. Um, and it was 50, 35 in the Newcastle at home game. <clears throat> well, we first did a time wasting over an hour of dead well, time. Of this game was dead time. Yeah. Um, so, and they oh, had more possessions than us, which yeah. was similar to the Brentford one. So they had 109 to our 106, and in the Brentford game, Brentford had 90 to our 88. So, are we seeing here um, how much of this is circumstantial with injuries, um, far stoppages, etc., and how much of it is a deliberate strategy from our opponents, Rosie? In your opinion, in my take, opinion, yeah. And it's, I think it's quite a controversial one. I, if I was the opposition manager coming to Anfield, I would do exactly the same if I had inferior players. Um, I would try and take as much time out of the game. I would encourage fouls and shit three and um, 45 second throw ins and keepers taking as much time as they can. I know it's cheating, but if you can get away with it, I'd encourage it. 
if I was the opposition manager. Um, so I think a lot of it was that. But because it's not the opposition's manager to implement the rules, it's the IFB and the PGMOL, because they're not enforcing it early on in the game, because they just they just seem to allow it in the first half, regardless, no, nothing happens in the first half. You rarely, if ever, see a booking for time wasted in the first half. Um, and then, and let's be honest, if you watch the City game again, when, when we were 1-0 up, Anfield, we did it. Okay, so we time-wasted to try and kill the game off. So we've done it as well in a certain context, but we have never done it to the level that Brentford did and Villa took it to a new level in this game in the second half where they basically just every single foul that they were given, they were falling over. I think a guy or two, two of their players headed the ball and went down for a head injury, which is an absolute legendary one considering the new rules about concussions. So we can't even, you can't, it's hard for the ref to do anything there. Yeah. They punished Conser. They punished Conser with a, with um, uh, after six minutes of treatment, he had to go off the pitch and he ran back on before the keeper kicked the ball into play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they also added to 10 minutes on and Villa wasted about seven minutes. Of that. <laughs> yeah. That's some go in that. Um, so, so last summer... We were allowed to do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, last yeah. summer, right, there was an initiative from the... Pre- it was in the, in the you know, the gap between seasons. There was stuff from the Premier League that they, they were unhappy with um, last season's average ball and play time. I think it was 53 minutes across or for a Premier League match or something like that. And in the World Cup, Dan, I think it was 59-50. <clears throat> yeah. And there was talk of they want to do more to increase um, ball and play time across the league. And that was the one that I did that. I saw that. Um, in a, you know, in the July sometime when they were talking about the multi-ball system, I was one of the reasons I did bring the multi-ball system back. But um, obviously, that has failed miserably um, this season. So, boys, what do we think? Um, do we think this the Premier League going to re- look at this again? Are you that person who has everything, the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Time wasting generally and trying to increase the value, basically increase the value for money for fans. Sorry, but, but I, I think it depends what their motivation is. I mean, they've got so many things to throw out in terms of refereeing for the next season. This might not be a priority for them. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it brings back, they had the big discussion about a 60, is it 60 minute shot, shot clock, wasn't it? Um, yes, play, the game yeah, clock, stop yeah. Clock. Count up, yeah, stop clocks, yeah. 30 minute halves, yeah. Which would, which sounds more logical now when you were working up in a favour of two of the last games at Anfield where they basically tried to kill the game. But 
I think anything better did differently. They didn't try and win it on set pieces today. They still tried to play in the time they had the ball. Um, but no, I, I think for me, it just comes back to a lot. We've said this time and time again this season. If the referees just applied the role as a game, it'd be a lot better. Yeah. So, si, do you think um, any chance that the Premier League's going to look at this, this again this uh, summer? No, I think it's got to come down from FIFA. Kalina already, uh, he said three weeks ago that um, he's going to put a, a serious intervention in um, for referees to apply the actual rules because goalkeepers are allowed six seconds with the ball in their hand. And what he's seeing this season is um, is over and aboard anything that should be acceptable. So if he says so, and they're not listening right now, I think he's going to put a serious intervention in. The Premier League thinks they have different rules than every other country in Europe because, you know, Brexit and shit. Um, the, um, I, I don't know, but it won't come from the Premier League 100%. The Premier League yeah. won't change their rules. It will have to come from FIFA because the Premier League instill, refuse to have they, they, they just go for this uh, one club one vote bullshit uh, so the big clubs don't have any extra say and there are 17 clubs in the league who like to waste time against the big clubs because the big clubs have an advantage when the ball's in play It comes from IFAB though doesn't it not FIFA IFAB have to change the rules which is quite an interesting one because I think uh, uh, I think uh, England Scotland and Wales or something have one individual vote and then it's it's a weird level of votes on the rest of um, world football, but yeah, it comes from IFAB. That, that's who changes the rules, and they and they do a review every season, and then FIFA implement their own rules based on IFAB, but also can implement their own rules in FIFA competitions, but not force other authorities to do it. So they can't make you for doing it in the Champions League. Obviously, they can't make the Premier League do it in the Premier League. So it's such a Weird situation for rules implementation in football that you've got a dis- disparate level of authority on it. Um, whereas in other sports, you've just got definite line, isn't it? In other yeah, sports, just but it's got- also the Premier League, I think, hide behind it as well. Do you because how hey, you know how was on the um Monday Night Football talking about the audio, wasn't he? And that he got asked a question about, we which is great, but he got asked why they couldn't do it live, and he says straight away, "Well, IFAB don't allow us to do that." But yet, when it comes to another rule, he's like, "Oh no, we have our own interpretation of that." Yeah, I think they pick and choose their argument depending on what they want the game to look like in the Premier League. Personally, and I think storytelling is very much yeah. part of the for sure part of their rules. Yeah, has to be a good story. It can't be. The decision can't be a media, whatever you want to call but, it. But they also want the, the Premier League to have different story. That they yeah. the, the story that they're selling is that the Premier League is different to the other leagues, that yeah. we are more exciting, we have more physical play, it's more yeah. end-to-end. So, yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't want to be the same as everybody else to actively. Yeah. And that was a key rule, wasn't it, Dan and Si and Phil at the start of the season? Didn't they say that they were going to let play flow more and give less fouls and things, which is supposed which, to make which them they have done, which they have done to detriment of done, players. But then, yeah. but then on the on the flip side of that, if you allow all the time waste and a more f- and there and there shouldn't be more fouls if you let him play go. But this in our recent games, we've seen a level of fouls from us, which have been mind blowing. Was eight bookings in this match? Yeah, yeah, compared to the amount of possession we're getting um, against teams, I think it was Leicester and Brentford, and I think Brentford had twice as many fouls, and we had twice at sixty odd percent possession. It's just like, 
and then Mo doesn't a 20, anything. I had a twenty. And then you're just like, what, what? What are your rules? I had a twenty-minute chat today with the boss of the referees, so I'll tell you all about it later. Howard Webb. I do think you have to just look at the timeline to that without getting tin tin hat on. No, 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 no. So the last two games you quoted the, the fouls at Anfield, right? They're, they're post an, inc- an incident clock had for the officials, aren't they? The Brentford and Villa games are post the Spurs game, right? Yeah. So I'm just saying, I don't want to get too conspiracy theory, but things have changed That's a bit not. since then. Yeah. Let's not, though. No. No, because I I disagree with you for a start. I don't I don't don't think there's anything I don't, I I would happily I wouldn't even have to play devil's advocate to a devil's advocate to argue with you on that one, Phil. I'm not having that. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, right, so that's enough time wasting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rosie, um, yeah. is the rest of the match summary? Um, how bad was it compared to? We've had some bad ones this season, right? How bad was this? Well, it's interesting because how we. We don't count penalties in the non-penalty. <laughs> so we did manage to uh, edge that, 0.91 to 0.62. Um, but they had 10 shots to our six. Um, we had seven shots in the box to their four, five shots on target to their three. Um, and we had one big chance to their three. But we did, and this is such a weird one, 52 touches in their box to 10. Now, I had a, I had a look at our... Um, home matches this season to see how bad um, one our attacking performance was. So at home against Fulham, we had 0.92. <clears throat> so that yes. was pretty much just as bad. And that and that was the worst this season. So Fulham was the worst, was it? Fulham was the worst and we okay. edged no, but we did have a penalty in that. So it's the flip side. You know, Villa had a penalty in this and that had take them, taken them up to 1.4. But in that game, um, we had 0.92 and two big chances to one. Um, our worst game this season was we had let the Chelsea one, the nil-nil, when they had four big chances to our zero. Um, so wasn't it? Wasn't it, it was a, it was a, oh, was it a minus two expected goal difference on that game? Something like weirdly, that. Weirdly, it was just minus 0.5. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, but that was our most touches in the box at home this season. We've had two previous games. Oh, sorry, I thought we were thinking about Chelsea away. Sorry, that was the, the minus two goal. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that was minus two. Um, the Chelsea at home was point zero five. But we've had fifty. We had fifty two in this game. We had fifty one against Arsenal at home, um, and fifty one against Bournemouth at home in the nine nil. Interestingly, the Arsenal game that four point. Six four, um, and that is including the penalty. Was our highest ever XG on the clock, um, but obviously we take off the pens. So, it's, mm. um, but yeah, this was a very strange one. I'd love to speak to. I think I think the key to this game is we played the first half. We conceded three big chances, um, including the penalty before anything happened in our favour. One was the Gakpo foul, Ming should have been sent off. The Hendo trip should have been a pen, I think. We'll come on to that. But we still didn't create a big chance until injury time. So the key is, why did we have 52 touches in the box? Why did Salah have 21 touches in the box? His highest this season, 20 was the previous best against Arsenal. And we still 
Uh, just on that, by the way, Rosie, I just need to reiterate the tw- 20 touches in the box was the highest by any player in any Premier League match this season, let alone Liverpool player. So I presume yeah. Salah has now got the most, this is now the most in, but you wouldn't have known it, would you really? When nope. you watch it, yeah. When you're watching it live, you wouldn't realise that was the most touches any player had in the box all season. I, I was, I was flabbergasted by the fact we had 52 touches in the box after watching this game again. It didn't feel like it watching it, did it? Didn't so feel I, like we got the box. It got into the box. Now, just a quick one before we bring Sian. We have conceded 44 big chances at home this season, which is the fourth worst of all teams. Of all teams, yeah. No, say so, twenty-one touches in the box. That's a lot. What 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 happened with with Mo? How did how did he read it? Uh, they let him, and then uh, if you look at the areas that that he touched the box, uh, touched the ball, there was only one. He had one touch inside um, the past the six-yard uh, box. Yeah, well, no, yeah, inside the perimeter of this of the lines of the of the six-yard box and the and mm. the penalty spot. Mm. So. Yeah, they were all outside to the right of the, the six-yard yeah. box. Yes, they were. Yeah, so they're, they're in the periphery of the wide right of the box. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're entering the hot zone, which would be great if there was somebody in the box to make a tap in. But until the set, the 80th minute, there wasn't. So, uh, yeah, what can um, you do? Is it a case of Villa, Villa allowing that and us not? You know, because they had so many men in, in the box and we didn't. I don't allow- think. I think. Since we changed formation, this is this is the least stress we have caused in our position structure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah. they caused us stress, and not the and, and we didn't cause them any. And that's like it's been early in the season, but then we managed to turn it around with twenty to go. So and I wouldn't, Dan. I wouldn't even be convinced had Ming's been sent off whether it would have changed. To be honest, because hmm. they really so, well on. So, say, why didn't we? Why didn't we cause them stress? Did Villa have a good tactical plan which which neutered us, or did we just have a collective bad day at the office in terms of player performance level? I think a little bit of both. They strategically set up in a way that no one set up against us in this system to nullify uh, to nullify Trent a little bit um, and to nullify what Trent was going to do to do uh, with the ball and. Um, to nullify the connection between Trent and Virgil, which is how Trent gets the ball in the in opportune moments to make the first the quick pass. Um, but he, I think, here's the non-statistical analysis of this. I think it was a very emotional day, and I wonder if Bobby leaving has and the whole pomp and ceremony that was going to come with that and how big like even the fans have built this up last week and it's it's building to this big emotional crescendo there are many lads in that room that had never been in a Liverpool changing room without Bobby Firmino and I I just wonder if it it just overwhelmed them a little bit they're humans but um, is this um a taster of what's to come next season with teams trying to nullify Trent a bit to set up to, well, limit his involvement and then maybe a struggling, um, well, who's, who else is going to be doing the playmaking? Or is it just too, is it too, 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 too soon to know? That's a bit early. I mean, the thing from the average positions is we're all shunting out to the right. The, the only players on the left are 
Jota, not Jota, uh, Robbo, Jones, and Diaz, uh, mm. and everybody else is on the right. And if you look at the um, touchdowns, it's all in and around on top of each other. You know, Hinder's on top of Mo, Cody's over there, whereas Cody normally occupies the centre area, he's not. It's more dominant over towards the right half space. Now, whether that's been a set up, I'm not sure. Maybe something to do with that, the shuffle them over there, but we haven't got their off ball, so I wouldn't know whether they funneled us over to that. Maybe it is that that sort of five in front and having a couple of outlets uh, with Bailey and uh, Watkins on the counter uh, with begin trying to join up, maybe. Um, I, I, I think Simon might be right. There is a bit of an emotional thing, but I mean, even the when we had possession, so normally when we've got a sterile possession, we still string together sort of, you know, 20 plus yeah. passing. Yeah. We're up at an average of 10 in this game. The yeah. only time we get anywhere near our usual levels of, and that's 15, it's just before half time. And then in and around the 70 minute mark. Well, that's just not, that's, that's really hasn't been us for this run. Even in the games where we've, we've like Leicester away, we had sterile possession for long periods. We still clocked up the passes and touches to keep the ball moving. This one, we just didn't. Um, you weren't impressed with the shape, were you, Bots? Not at all. The shapes, this, the, considering we'll be banging on about this lovely box we've been having, this isn't. This is not a box. Um, it had the had the box been jumped on, so it was kind of squashed flat. Yeah, I was going to say it's squashed to the right. You've got fab. You got fab basically where Trent's been for the past seven yeah. games, and then Trent is so far over, it, and Hendo is doing his usual stuff, and then Cody's back to being unconnected. Uh, or one connection with Hendo, which is not what you want. You don't want Cody connecting with your worst outfield player. So, yeah, it's it could also answer our question of how long how long can you go carrying a player? Well, we'll come on to that. Yeah, we'll come on to that. Um, but um, just for the final one for you, Phil, um, is mm-hmm. that um, do do you think that the front five? It's not meant to be a front five. It's meant to be an M. It's meant to be depth. Oh, it was, attack, it was yeah? flat. It was flat, yeah. It was so flat in this game. It's unbelievable. Did, did, should should the players know, work it out? Work, should they be more should they be more smarts on the pitch from our boys? Potentially. The only thing I would say is Villa Villa pushed their lineup further than they had done previously. So they looked to compact play. So we us pushing our lineup. It's then very difficult to get depth from our front five because Phil mm. have, but they still should be smarter. Jones was trying to do it. Jones was dropping off trying to pick up and do it, but you still had Diaz doing, Diaz said a massively off day for me on that. His decision making wasn't right. Hender doing his thing and Mo was in his right position. But Cody was also high as well. So yeah, they probably should pick up, right? I need to come in here to get the ball. Yeah. But. It doesn't, as I said, it doesn't help when the opposition have pushed their back line up higher than they normally do. So they're trying to condense play. Any Anyone else want to come in on anything else to do with our build-up? Yeah, we uh, our, our midfielders went went forward too early in the phase of play. Uh, Hendo was getting uh, right. Let me just preface this: I think Mo was terrible. Mo had a bad game. Yeah. In this game, Mohamed Salah had one of the worst games of the season. I people don't talk about him and Bobby's connection, his and Bobby's connection, but they're the 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 combination. They're the third greatest combination Liverpool have ever had. Um, 
that this is that it's a big deal. This is one of his best mates in the world that's leaving. And I think there's there's emotional issue going on. Issue's not right, but he's he he was emotional in that this game, so it's hard to be at your um heightened state of stimulation and focus when this this occurs. So he didn't have a good game. Right. Jordan Henderson was a fucking abomination. <laughs> and that's that's playing with ten men is Tell us what it, you really think, this, Zach. Playing with ten men is 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 really hard in the formation and the system that we yeah. need because we need players to be occupying space at the right time. And he went too early. Gakpo wasn't dropping in quick enough because he'd gone too early because he was doing his job. He wasn't trying to just make up for Henderson. And yeah. uh, and Diaz had his biggest street ball game since since he's been back. That's so he was getting attracted to the ball at the wrong times. That's it. Yeah. So. So the shape is what allows uh, Trent the possession, like unopposed possession. But also, he has two always has two vertical movers away from him. So if he wants to release the ball quickly, they're there, and they break the offside trap. And we were going before he got the ball, so they were already high, and there was no effort yeah. to pass through. So that's the problem. We need to stress them vertically. So you've got two dropping, two going, or three going. Or ideally, you've got two drop-in, one staying to occupy the space, basically to set the gradient, set how deep that they go. So they might push up push up to get them offside. But if they're pushing up to get them offside, the two runners are going to go and beat them, beat their offside trap. But So you, ha- you can have one static and have two runners off him, which right. Trent's feeding. Trent made some beautiful balls, left foot, right foot, first time, long ball, 30, 30 40 yards with huge spin on them. But our players were too far away from them to, for them to work. That was the problem. And it came about because the spacing was off and the timing of that spacing was terrible. And uh, when one of your centre midfielders loses, loses possession 14 times, not without passing the ball, that is a terrible thing. We also ended up chipping out of it about four all the time, sorry, didn't we? Like yeah, the number and that's of chip which, passes. Because there's no other option. It was just like, right, I just didn't get over the, over the top of it. Which is fine if Jota's coming in off the left. It's not exactly. fine if Diaz is coming in off the left because Diaz doesn't want to run in behind, even though he did last in the last game when we scored from it. But that's not his game. It's also not great for Cody doing it because Cody hasn't got the pace as Nunes has to get away from his man. Do you know what I mean? So it's I don't know Cody's fast, but that's still it, it, yeah, Cody's fast and given credit for. But he's but it's not his game to go running away from people unless he's got the ball. So you're saying that with a more um, dynamic attacking eight on the right hand side, then it might have worked because the players were still making the runs, but because someone was losing the ball so often in such a crucial position and crucial times against a team that's well organised, that even though we were getting touches in the box, those crucial passes when there is space and a runner, so like you say, it should have been Jota instead of Diaz, when there is space and a runner from the left and Gakpo making those runs and Salah getting into the box, that's what we needed. But because Henderson had a minus 10, what was it? Minus 10 possession. Minus 10 possession control in what, 68 minutes? Yeah, that's that's what cost us. He also occupied the same space as Mo, right? So Mo's not having a great And time. too early. It's too, too early. early. That's the thing. It's too early. You can occupy a zone, which is absolute. You can get into yeah. a zone. So what we need is we need the WM. We need pe- people to be in those zones 
but we constantly need people to be leaving those zones and being replaced. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no rotation. There was just a run and a stand. Yeah. Which is easy, easier to defend against. Did you see they tried to build through? Did you see they tried the back post ball again move? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. But because Hendo had gone too high, there was a player blocking the ball that Mo was trying to make to the back post. It was, it was yeah, like yeah. off. Did it twice. And Mo's looking at him going, what are you doing? Is he exactly the same player we've played for the last seven games. And yeah. CJ's on the end of it, but the ball got blocked. I just don't get, personally, my, my thing, say si, is that he ends up so often in what you would call like a centre-forward position or pseudo-centre-forward position. And he's got zero goals and two assists all season. He's like, why are we putting the player who's got such a limited output into such central attacking positions? I just do not understand it on any level. The the only the only explanation I can have, the only reasoning behind it is that uh, uh, he has historically been a good presser. So if we're going to lose the ball, it's handy having him there to go and win it back. Yeah, but Gakpo and Salah what, can do that, surely, yeah. Yeah. What, what counter to this, guys, is... Salah had 44 touches in the final third and Trent had 28. Um, that's a lot, but because Henderson had 23, are you saying that link up between those two, even though it's kind of on the periphery of what we say is like peak Liverpool, that's why we need those involvements of those two. Is it because he was breaking it up or because he was getting in the way or... he? He was too, so, so a couple of things, right? We talked about last week about the space that Mo is getting because uh, a player's running away from him, basically. So Mo is getting to, is getting much more one, to one on ones much more frequently since the, since the system change and the speed at which in the build up he gets the ball. So he's getting the ball in an earlier phase, earlier phase, in an earlier part of the sequence of, of our build up phase. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, he wasn't in this game. It was much more like it was early in the season. Pass, pass, pass. Pass the ball out to Mo once they've got three players double, uh, dropped in on him. And Henderson yeah. wasn't going far enough away from him or going to him and away from him, which would be the ideal, um, to attract a player away from him. He was just being unmarked. And they were just going to mark Mo instead. That could also then be smart there, right? And just leaving Hendo. Why would you it's mark smart, It's smart for Villa. That's what I'm saying. That I'm saying Villa was smart in going. Why? Why are we going to mark Hendo? Yeah, there's no point. Because 20, 23, 23 touches in the final third when you've only when when you're having forty total is 
I know he only had six or nine minutes, but that's... And I thought it was better after he went off, but that's a huge... Like ratio in terms yeah. of fifty nine percent, fifty nine percent of touches. Just, just one, just one thing I want to bring in here, right? Because um, you know we we do need to. Um, there's, there are there are some key points to, to to look at in this match. One of them is the Villa move that led to the Villa penalty because the move breaks down in our right inside right channel that we just talked about. Really nice Gagan from Villa. They get the ball into McGinn, who puts a really good ball around the corner first time into negative transition. Surprise, surprise, into the space where Trent. Um, it's not because it's negative transition. Uh, again, Bots, um, nice play from Villa, but again, something that we're going to see a lot of next season, right? Yeah, yeah. And they are going to try and exploit that area. I mean, the, their their past maps, they they occupied that area as as predicted. Uh, they put Watkins over to that side so that he could exploit. If they can win that ball, as you said, they won it nicely. Oh, Mo lost it, didn't he? Yeah, um, they, they have three. They were, there would have been three um, Gagans on that one if, if Rosie had been collecting the Villa one. Yeah, but then that, yeah. this kind of is a symptom of what size just said. The ball got to Mo too slowly, so therefore there was opportunity for three of them to nick the ball off Mo. If we get the ball quicker to Mo, he's one on one. There's less opportunity for them to nick it and launch a counter down that side. Mm. So I think some of this is us playing to the hands. But they cleared for that particular opportunity. Yeah, they they nicked it off Mo, played to McGinn, who plays it well, first time straight around the corner. I think it's that one into uh, Watkins, who goes straight in into the channel. And Canate, as I said, he, he's very good at putting out his own fires. Well, this time he started the fire and he couldn't put it out. So it was uh, not a challenge you need to, I think you probably could have stood him up. Didn't need to challenge him. Um, and then we got lucky that he missed the penalty. Uh, Ro- uh, but, sorry, Rosie. Um, come to Sai, sorry. Um, what did you see? Um, any thoughts on Ibu? I think I agree. With, I, don't, I don't think he should have died then. No. Uh, yeah. I, he just made a mistake. Yeah. Um, Villa, I, I, Villa actually, pe- I actually don't get why it wasn't offside though because it looked offside and it, it looked like it never got checked <laughs> right okay wow. I missed that one um, on the Villa pen um, how much of the miss is Ali guessing right and he guesses right straight away for when Rockins is in the run up how much does that is it or was it too too soon is it, is it does it all happen so quickly it's not a factor my, my feeling is, is, is my wife said the exact same thing, that it's the opposite of what Mo did. It's just the opposite side. He was just aiming right for the corner he missed. Okay. I All just right. thought he opened his body shape too much, yeah? Yeah, so, I don't think the keeper had any, any say on this tour. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, um, the Hendo non-penalty um, shortly afterwards, um, what do we think? But I, I genuinely thought this was more of a penalty than the Fulham one. He genuinely does contact <laughs> his leg. Yeah. He, he, like, <clears throat> if that's outside the box, it's a foul. Yeah. Like, he, he genuinely does clip Hendo. Does Hendo fall over as, as, a, as a referee would give him a penalty? Probably not. He, he's not really good at that. But it was a, for me, it was a foul. Does, um, uh, Roti, does, uh, does uh, Paul have any, uh, Paul Tompkins have any theories on uh, why non uh, English player um, <laughs> Captain Henderson isn't getting pens either? <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, yeah, no, not in this game. He, he tends to not do the individual uh, yeah. analysis. But yeah, he was just tripped. It just looked yeah, like a trip. Yeah. So he, it, a pen. yeah. So it was. It, it was no yellow card. It was reviewed, and it, there was nothing on the. There was no foul given on the field, and there was nothing. And VAR checked it and wave play on effectively. Yeah. 
Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after that, um, the uh, Tyrone Mings um, assault <laughs> on Cody Gakpo. I mean... You're um, not going to do their goal? Oh, sorry. The, oh, sorry the, the goal was before the red card, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, yeah. The check. Sorry, yeah. Um, go on, do the goal. Do the goal. It comes from their throw-in throw on the right-hand side, on our right. Like it's a fourth phase, isn't it? It's a fourth phase. It's like a throw-in. Yeah. We clear the first header. Yeah. Clear the second header. Then... Um, the second header only is important because Robbo plays Watkins on. Anyway, by the by, it then it doesn't. Hendo misses a header, so they put it back in. Canate clears that header. Then there's no one pick up the loose ball. It gets played out wide, and then um, Bailey is it Bailey? I think it is. He whips the ball into Luis, 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 Luis. That's it. Whips the Luis wins the two. Wide. Luis wins the two headers from Virgil's clearances. Puts them back in as well, and then he gets the crossing. And then he gets the crossing, and you've got um, well, the guy we said was really good, Jacob, was not it? Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey. That's it. Yeah. To finish it's a lovely, it's a lovely ball and finish though. Yeah, it is. It's just we shouldn't take four finish. times for us to clear a ball. I agree. Yeah. I like, I, and that's just like we've got two sixes, and yet they still pick a loose ball up on the edge of the box. How has that been allowed to happen? Yeah. It's, 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 this is, it's crazy. It's, I, I just can't get it. I was watching it back to the game today and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know from my sins, I thought I just watched that rather than think of that work. But, um, it was just, yeah, I, Phil, I watched it about four times and it's interesting because they do it from the, from the uh, perspective of our defensive line. And you've got, yeah. you've got Virgil and Trent moving up, moving back, moving up. Moving back, moving yeah. up, moving back. And then they move up for the fourth one. And then Ramsey gets just like ghosting behind Trent at the back. But it, I, I, I think the um, cross and finish is excellent from Villa. But we should have dealt with it earlier. We should have dealt with it earlier. Probably on the first header, we should have dealt with it. We should, when uh, ZBD wins the first header, should have cleared it out from there and just cleared. We didn't. Um, and as you say, to be fair, he does head it about 20 meters. Oh, yeah, but it's just what I'm saying is it's the second person, like, yeah. we allow them to win that ball, done, isn't it? Yeah, which yeah. we'd got pretty good at doing. We just played yeah. Brentford for God's so, sake. Is this, so, Sai, is this goal a good example of Villa, Villa causing a stress by um, repeatedly, uh, you know, putting the ball back into the danger zone? So, like, maybe if that was the first phase of play, we could all blame Trent a lot more than if it was a fourth phase of play. Yeah, but I honestly don't blame Trent at all. People get caught out because it's on the back post and it looks like Trent. But if you actually watch the the game, uh, that the Canate is decided to pick up the guy that's offside. Um, he's his man, which leaves a man right behind him in the middle of the goal. That's who Trent was uh, had his eye on, but knowing there's a dude behind him at the same time. So Trent's doubling again, um, and he had no help from midfield. Um, so he's between a rock and a hard place at that point. And the key is not Trent. The key is the lad in front of him didn't jump to head the goddamn ball. And it was a, it, it would have been a head height at most, not even jumping height for Ibu to have headed that ball clear. Well, he turns his back on it, doesn't he, sorry, as well? It's like, yeah. He, he, yeah, he thought he was going behind him and that's it. And it was he, it was absolutely headable from, from Ibu. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tyrone Mings... Um, have we had any explanation from the Pogmol about why this wasn't a red card? No, you've only got Dale's Monday morning VAR thing, haven't you? But what did he say? Uh, what? <laughs> 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 
something <laughs> along the lines of the referee had deemed it wasn't a red card fence of Varkin overturn and Ming's got the ball, got a touch on the ball. I don't know. I, I was so like... It was inten- intentional, aggressive. Yeah. It, to be fair, though, it was nice of Cody to take his top off for his OnlyFans account, wasn't it? You know. <laughs> it's scored. <laughs> no, before that, he did it. He stripped off. Did it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was blood coming from his... Yeah, he was showing the ref the, the stud marks down his, uh, down his torso. I, yeah. I, Which is I a decent set of evidence. I don't know about you boys, but I, I thought that was a red card. Yeah, say. Thing I never get about fouls, right? Is it, about rules? Is there's there's a thing like dangerous, like you can't dangerous foul play. Yeah, that's it's yeah. dangerous foul play, right? So you what you're doing is you're saying don't stick your finger in a socket because you might get electrocuted. In this, don't do something that is dangerous foul play because you might rip somebody's abdomen open. Well, he did. But, oh, I don't understand why... You've got the evidence of the thing that actually happened. Why are you giving people reds and yellows for stuff that might have happened when something actually did happen? (laughs) And that's the outcome you're trying to avoid. So it makes no sense. It's, it's, it's happened plenty of times this season where somebody's been kicked in the head or done or or had an almost leg breaker and didn't get sent off and stuff. I don't understand the parameters of the rules. They yeah, make to, no to, sense to, to me anymore. To be fair, Jota didn't get sent off against Spurs. Nope. No, but neither did Skip. <laughs> yeah, that no, that was a shocker. That was yeah, a, yeah. that was a disgraceful one. But you know, if it also, this is the first time Cody they actually were both went for a challenge. Done. That's what we're saying. Yeah, I think so was so Harland's though. Harland's earlier. And yeah. There's so many instances through the season where it's been like... Is it just dangerous? Think, yes. Yeah. Is it, this is one, it, he actually so injured him. The language of, is it violent, right? That's seeped in somewhere and it's not applied to all things. Like, if you raise your hand, you oh, get oh, sent off. Isn't it serious foul play? It's endangering the opponent, All right. which this did, because clearly he studied him with a chest. Yeah. So, okay. It's removed any ambiguity. It literally hurt him. But I, I, right, I, I, I don't mind the ref not giving an instant red card, but I don't understand why VAR didn't tell the ref to go... He was last man, too. Yeah, he was last man. I was going to say, the other look. thing was, why is he not red from that? Yeah. That's his job. That's the VAR's job, and then the he, ref can he, he go wouldn't and have overturned it, it anyway. And see it because he, he did. He, he checked the monitor on our goal, our offside goal. Yeah, we don't know he that, would've... and we'll come to that. But I think he might have done had he seen this in slow motion. Wait, I think the point is, like Sarge just said, he was also last man. So, like, is he not a case that he's red? That's a red card anyway. Yep, a professional foul. Yeah, well, it is. Because it is. I mean, it's the only time Cody actually showed a bit of oomph to compete and go and have a ball like that, and he gets chopped down in half. But so you you think it was denial of a goal scoring opportunity? Yeah, I'm not sure. It, uh, I'm not. That's twenty twenty yards from goal. There's no one else getting near him. He's 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 dead centre. For me, next touch he's having it. Next two touches as a shot. For me, it's a definite red card either way, but yeah. But I think it's a red card. I mean, whatever I mean, you want to talk about. It's the red card. argument that it should have been 
this possibility for two possible instances of work down here. The only thing they could say is they sometimes say it's too far out to be a denial of goal scoring opportunity. Well, so there was was 80 minutes of stoppage time (laughs) in the first half. Uh, And we must have a total of four shots, Rosie, in that first half. It was was one of the worst halves of the season, wasn't it? Most frustrating. in terms of in terms of our attacking output, it was the worst half of our season um, at Anfield. Not, Not even point two XG, was it? I think I think we had a point four. That was discussing again. When, when was the Salah pen against Fulham? Was that in the first half? Yeah, first half. Yeah, but we don't. We, we're, we're not including pens, so yeah. <clears throat> yes, yeah. alongside that on two. Okay. Okay. Um, right now. One thing that the Pogmol have put out an explanation about is our disallowed goal. Um, so, am I right? That happened? Uh, I haven't seen this, uh, I haven't seen this Dan, so you... I'll be interested to see right. this. They said because the defender's touch was inadvertent, it was correctly <laughs> ruled offside. They, they put it out by Twitter 10 minutes after it happened as well. Did they? Yeah, from Stockley Park. Uh, from the Premier League's official account. So they said because the touch was inadvertent. Yeah, the referee deemed it inadvertent. Yeah. So my question to you guys is that in the Champions League final last year, Real had a goal disallowed just before half time. It was um, Benzema, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, the, 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 the inadvertent touch. Yeah. But that was way, way, way more inadvertent than this one. For sure, because that was part of a tackle, wasn't it? Fabio yeah. Canato collided and knocked the ball through. Yeah. This, the guy moves his leg towards the ball. And he's about three metres away from the ball coming to him. Yeah. yeah. Like he's still I, I mean, I've heard some... I think it might have been Dad again saying because he shinned it, it's not... not, not class has been controlled over. I just... If he doesn't do that touch, Canato scores. Can right. I just say... And I'm not playing devil's advocate here. I can see the subjectiveness of this one. I thought it was a. I wasn't sure it was a conscious reaction. I guess it's kind of moving. But I asked a referee, a, a, a qualified referee, what he thought, and he said he thought it was uh, intentional. But on the referee's WhatsApp group that he's on, with about seventy officials on there, he said. Uh, it was split. So think, not clear cut at all then. Okay. So the, so the analysis between qualified refs was split. So, I, so so for me, this was one where if that's split um, between mm. people who understand the rules and because it's subjective, I can see why it wasn't. Now, I would expect it to be given for us and the opposition. So, yeah, that's fair. It looked intentional to me. Based yeah. on what you're mated about his, 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 his WhatsApp group of refs, um, yeah. that sounds to me exactly what's happened. Stockley Parker said, you need to have a look at this. And yeah. then the guys, because it's a subjective decision, he said, no, actually, I'm happy with Michael. So, yeah. yeah. yeah but his, his on-field call was a goal. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, yeah, he gave the goal. He That's gave the goal. Exactly. Oh, uh, sorry. It was the other way around. So he gave the goal, right? And then they were asked, he was asked to review it on... After yeah. they just have to have yeah. a look at this, right? Sorry, Which I didn't think was the protocol. I thought offsides didn't go to the monitor. It's not about the offside, is it? It's about the defender's reaction. Mm. So it's not an offside decision. It's a 
it was the defensive um yeah maybe i think you're right though right i think if if this had been given no one but like, everyone had gone yeah right, let's go like do you know what i mean i think it's one of those 100 which he gave yeah which he, the referee actually gave it on the day if well, if far had just gone yeah if i would step your decision never gone right fair enough why not let's move on but this is my frustration because it didn't ask him to go and look at the gap for foul. Nah, right. But then ask him to go and look at a build-up defensive action for an off that could affect the offside for the goal. Sai, what do you think? Because I'm, I'm fascinated. I thought for a day and a half, 100% was a penalty and the ref was a bullshit merchant. And I think the ref was shit. Oh, and it was really? You mean goal? The offside goal. The offside. Yeah. Pull offside. Yeah. You thought I it was a goal? Uh, I thought it was a goal. Until, while you were talking, I was just watching it from a different angle, and now I think it was the right decision. Oh. oh. I Go thought on, he tried to clear it and he shinned it. And yeah. when, at, and in actual fact, the ball, went, the ball was behind him. And he tried to get to it, but when 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 you got your foot um, flex, when you you when you basically when your your knee is uh, flexed and your hip is extended behind you like that, there is no control. So there's no way you can it's kick still a ball. An intentional movement. It doesn't matter if it's an intentional movement. It's not a football in action. That's the difference. He didn't yeah. try to clear it. He just tried to get something on it, and that's a deflection. See what, uh-huh. see what I mean, Dan? Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was in front of him and he tried to clear it, which is a, a perfectly normal action, and he missed and he shinned it. But it wasn't. It was behind him and he tried to kick it, but he can't. So it was a deflection. Okay. Um, triple sub, say. Thoughts on what it did to Thank us? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Hendo. Um, no, it wasn't Hendo. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Then that was it. Oh, you missed yeah, it was Hendo, Robert, and Diaz, so, uh, yeah. Bobby, gone Millie, off. and Costas. Come on, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and to be fair, like you said, Diaz had a pretty awful game as well, didn't he? He did. So, he did. Yeah. So, so, what did you notice after after the changes, though? 
in terms of we we didn't lose the ball as much. We we just had more of the pressure higher up the pitch. But it actually, to be fair, it wasn't really we didn't really change anything until Harvey came on too. Uh, and then we had two sitters that are comfortable comfortable on the ball, and Harvey started spraying the ball around a little bit. Um, I thought Hart, I, we've discussed Harvey plenty of times, uh, his traits, his brilliance, or his his uh, deficiencies. But in this game, when there was they they backed off by that point, and they were just trying to hold on to the end of the game, having somebody else probing, trying to make progressive passes from a slightly different angle. It, it made people actually try to mark Harvey, which allowed Mo to be marked by fewer people uh, at a time. And um, and Bobby was actually in the box, resulting in this magnificent thing we call um, goal. Yeah. But <laughs> what you're saying there about Harvey, though, that's the role he wants to play. His, his, his best attribute is his passing. Um, and, he li- and he does like to to drop in a little bit and then see the game in front of him, doesn't he say? And, you know, it'd be the complete, it'd be the complete opposite to what Henderson was offering for the, for the 72 minutes he was on. Yeah. 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 He's not getting ahead of the ball. He's sitting in and he's, he replaced Fab, uh, who was our most progressive uh, passer in the game, Fab, incidentally. Um, uh, And he was just probing, probing. He was playing in the zone that he likes to on his right foot, wanting to play the same pass that everybody knows he wants to make. That's the thing he's good at. And uh, and Villa didn't adjust to that, and we because of the subs we end up having one further guy forward, and it allowed Harvey a little bit more space. It allowed Mo a little bit of space, and um, having eleven players on the pitch makes a difference anyway. That's savage. <laughs> it's true though, right? I think he was <laughs> awful. Not I probably, uh, not be me. Just nailed it. <laughs> I was saying last week that he was much better than everybody else was saying, and his numbers looked good. Yes. This week is the opposite, yeah, and, and yeah. this is no agenda. This is the absolute truth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Anyway, so uh, let's talk about that nice goal. That was the the only thing that mattered really on this day. Really, to be honest, um, Bobby Firmino, Liverpool legend, and Salah's twentieth touch in the box of the match. Say. And what a beauty. Mo Salah's a filthy motherfucker. That was <laughs> a hell of a pass. Nobody was talking about what a wonderful pass that was. That it had so much history. How amazing is it for Bobby to score, to come on a score? How amazing is it for that Mo got to set him up after robbing him of, of the title of the most assists under Klopp in history um, last week? Which I pointed out to you guys, it would have been nice yeah. if Bobby left with that that too, because he's the assist. Like he, that's that's his thing, isn't it? Pressing and assists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but Mo's too brilliant for that to allow that to happen. But he paid him off with a with a, a, a wonderful assist in this. The stats go that uh, Bobby has thirteen goals and assists at home this season, which is ridiculous. He only he's played. 800 minutes or something. Wow. Uh, 814 minutes and he's got 13 got goals. 65, 65-ish minutes per goal or assist at home or something. That's unreal. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, which is only one season has he had more goal than assists. And Ampeard. Also, also the, first player, sorry, the first player to ever assist four consecutive goals on the clock. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a yeah. start. Here, that is quite impressive. And the last one is... 
this puts Mo and Bobby at the top of the Premier League uh, combination goal combinations for Liverpool. Getting uh, uh, Robbie Ever. Fowler and Robbie Fowler and Steve McManaman were on twenty four, and this puts them on twenty five. Wow! Wow! Either way, one to the other. One to the other, yeah. And number three is Mo to is Mo and Mane. Is it really? <laughs> and number four is Bobby and Mane. Wow! God, it just shows you how good they were. That was phenomenal. More um, money didn't oh, like each other and too selfish with each other, yeah? Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, th- this is Mo to Bobby. Not the other way around. The 25 of Mo to Bobby. The 25 assists of Mo to Bobby. And yeah. That's... Oh, so it's not one to the other. So, so, so Mo's, did Mane have 24 to Mo or Mo 24 to Mane? Mo twenty four to Mane, <laughs> Bob, and then Bobby eighteen to Mane. <laughs> so is that forty nine assists he's given Mane and Mo, and Bobby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was seventy nine assists. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that's considering he's, he's a selfish player, right? That's phenomenal. Yeah. Just but in the who league. Else, now. Who else is he going to? Who else is yeah. score from the, from a low pass like Henderson? Yeah, no one's no one's going to get out there. Are they, so. so one thing I one thing I do like um, about Bobby when you look back at his all his all his career numbers is it's just the ratio of, of goals to assists over his. He, you know, he's not quite fifty. He's not a fifty fifty. It's about sixty. About 62, 4, 4, 38, sort of 63, 30, 37 ratio of goals to assist, which is really unusual, isn't it, Rosie, to see that balance between somebody's goals and assists? Isn't that a perfect ratio for a forward? Mm. Well, a certain type of forward. Yeah. That I mean, role, yeah. The nonsense around the selfish stuff is mind-blowing and he's just it just keeps... Every single season he proves it wrong because he's... Uh, hasn't he had what's his how many assists has he had in the last well since he was there isn't he the more isn't he 71 I think 71 assists he's had hasn't he created more goals for anyone than anybody else under Klopp no 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 no, that's what that's what Mo's just gone ahead by three after when he got the hat-trick in the last game right okay there you go and who is it 72 74 Ah, there you go. And who's third, sorry? Under... Uh, well, Trent. Un, under Klopp uh, assists, it will be uh, Trent with 60, 62. There you go. Then Robbo with 59 and Milner at 39. It's your Mane doesn't get in the top five. Mane doesn't make assists. No, I know. It no. just you, it's not the perception, is it? It's the perception is that most of the one doesn't the city. It's just a weird perception people have. It is a weird perception, Phil. One of the weirdest. Really, really strange. To be fair, it's about Mane is just under a third of the assists per go, of got of his goals. So he scored he scored about a third in rel, in relation to the number of goals, 105 to 32. And Moses is about a third as well, but there are just a lot more. And what's what's Bobby's ratio? Uh, Bobby's two thirds. There you go. So, so that's, 95 so that's what we need to get for that we're not getting. 
No, he's Bobby scored ten assists. Ten, he's Bobby scored ten goals in the Premier League this season, um, which is pretty phenomenal considering how how little he's played in eleven hundred and forty four minutes. But five of them have been in the six yard box, including this one. They've also been quite a lot of clutch goals, haven't they? Uh, the Arsenal equaliser two two. Uh, he got one against Bournemouth in the six, two against Bournemouth in the six yard box in the nine nil. And he also got the, the seventh against Man United. Just say the seventh one the against seventh. Man United. The yeah. seventh goal against Man United inside the six yard box as well. Yeah. Bit in way to finish. Yeah, he got two goals against Brighton in the 3 3. Mm-hmm. And the opener against Newcastle. Uh, Bobby's got 10 big goals this season. Yeah, it's one of the best. It's, it's, it's pretty much the second best goal scoring career of his, of, his, of his Liverpool career, isn't it? Yeah, 17 18. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just shame you couldn't get one a pitch more, you know. Yeah. For those for those that believed in our five percent challenge of qualifying for the Champions League this season, Newcastle have had twenty three shots and Leicester have had zero tonight. So, uh, and absolutely, <laughs> abs- Newcastle absolutely dick Brighton as well. They absolutely absolute shellacking it was. Twenty three shots to none. Well, it, well, against Brighton, it was something like thirty shots to four. Brighton rotated, didn't they? To play, yeah. But even him. so, I know he's yeah, shellacking. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely killer. Um, right. Anyway, Europa League. Yeah. Anyway, boys, thoughts. Uh, yeah, on that question. Final question. Um, instant. We're going to do a season review, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, instant thoughts on not qualifying for the not qualifying for the Champions League. Arts. I think I said to you in the group when it. it I get the kind of. We have, you know, the, the front 28 games or whatever hasn't been good enough. So therefore, you, you've got your just deserves. But for us to do the rebuild that we had, I I think it would have been easier if we'd just got in it, got, got in Champions League. Um, but you, Europa League it, it is what it is. You know, we're in a competition. We'll go and rebuild as we can. We go down to the next level of player to recruit and you go from there, really. It's disappointing, uh, but it's been a horrendous season. So to get any sort of European football, considering we were, what, 16th at one point um, with some of the some of the defensive metrics that are just unbelievably bad. And, and, um, and to, to be fair, at the start of April, after watching the Man City game um, none of and the Chelsea game... Um, none of us thought we'd have a chance. No. no. And as it turns out, we said very, not long ago... I think we'd be three points short, and it has turned out that we're just one. Like the Bournemouth, the Bournemouth defeat for me was when it completely went. But if we'd won that, you, you, it's just that, yeah. that we're just a little bit too far out from that game. Yeah, especially with the game after the seven nil. Yeah, as I was saying, if you win that, you'd now be sitting there going to so last weekend of the season all to play for. Whereas we didn't, and we've always been a little bit too far back. Dan, huge, huge structural deficiencies in departments across the board. Um, off the pitch structure, mm, not on the pitch structure. Off the pitch, which is obviously going to lead to on the pitch uh, failures. Mm. Uh, we looked uh, as bad as we've ever been under Klopp at certain times this season. Um, the Bournemouth game was a particular nadir. Um, like you say, the Man City-Chelsea combo there, those two games where I think we were minus seven or minus eight. Chances over two games against rivals. Um, the Madrid two-legged performance. Um, but looks like a little bit of a corner turned. Looks like we might be getting some structure back in place. Gordon come back in. Um, a, a director of football in name. We'll see how that goes. Um, 
a tactical approach that, as you said, was was not a strategy, um, but has kind of kind of worked. Um, but now we might need to adapt that again if teams adopt what Villa have done. Um, so yeah, we didn't deserve top four. We're not going to get it. Um, Europa League is about our level this season. So, thoughts on not instant thoughts on not qualifying for the CL. Yeah, I'm I'm resigned to it. I don't care. You don't care. Okay. I, I would just like I would just like to preface that um, as much as it makes my life more difficult Thursdays and Sundays, the the scheduling is just a bullshit misnomer. It's no it's like who cares, yeah. man. It's, it's no difference between Wednesdays and Saturdays. The big difference it's, is is because you, uh, the fans can't go out to the game and have their Saturday night afterwards. That's the big difference. That's why they it. all moan. Yeah, is it? But but it's. It, if you're in the championship, you play Saturday, Tuesday, every goddamn week. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same. I just um, thought we can get Sai on the pods now. So, yeah, so, so congratulations on your promotion, Sai. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Are we allowed to announce that? Are we allowed to say that? Mm. So you're, you're basically going to be playing games in... You've been, your, your team's been promoted as well, right? Derby Ladies? Uh, no, we're not allowed to be promoted. Uh, the stupid structure of you're not allowed to be within a set number of league divisions. So you won the league, but you can't be promoted. Wow, okay. Exactly. That. Yeah, exactly. That. Wow. We won the league unbeaten and we can't be promoted. And wow. Invincibles. Yeah, what can you do? So we have to stay in the same league and beat up the teams again. But you got a promotion, so well done, Side. You're basically sporting Thanks. director slash head of academy, something there. But we get to, well, we still get to train and play at the same time. So, yeah. but. But in, uh, Liverpool just moved to match. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah. So we, it could be might have a more more of a challenge to get Sai on next season. But uh, I'll be but, on. But I just won't, I won't have seen the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flying blind. You just count the numbers. Oh uh, wow, that'll give an interesting perspective. Um, can I can I just can I just add we're talk, we're talking about the goals and Bobby right? The um and you you mentioned the uh, chances the goals scored from inside the box inside um, the six yard box. Exactly right. So, uh, Bobby and his limited minutes has, has had uh, the most chances inside six yard box this season for Liverpool with nine. Mm. Jota, Is that more than everybody else. But yeah, Jota has eight. Okay, da- Darwin has eight. Yes, Mo has seven, and and Cody has six. Okay, what, what is that? Wow, crazy when you consider how many more minutes Mo plays. Yeah. Well, I knew there's more. Play, he, must more, nearly, more. he must have had uh, close to as many minutes as Jota, Nunes, and Firmino combined. I can't believe that Nunes has only got eight. Crazy. There's loads right on the edge of the uh, six-yard box. All oh, right. Okay. But Mo only had he had two against uh, Bournemouth, and then he didn't have any more until April. Mad. Mad. So my just to finish off. There uh, you go. There's our season in a nutshell. Yeah. Just mm. season review done. Well, no. Just to finish off, my minds and thoughts are that um, I think it's been the season's been a disaster from June, not even before even before the season started, and um, I think that if we'd have got away with the Champions League, I think it might have allowed too many people to think, "Oh, look, we got the Champions League. Everything's okay." But now there's nowhere to hide. There's a lot of money. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's going to be a big revenue drop, and so we need to cut our cloth accordingly, which is going to help with the rebuilds and clearing out um, 
players who maybe who, who, who are earning too much money for their for their talent levels and, and 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 their age. So I think I think in the long run it's going to be a good thing, but we do need to learn lessons from it. And um, I think it's probably I think for, in the long run I think it's for the best. I said that the other day. I wasn't quite sure how to take that. I was like, surely you would prefer top four, even if we can still analyse the. <clears throat> No, I think it would have been allowed to me to say, well, status quo, everything's fine, you know, you know, great job, everybody. But wouldn't yeah. that then suggest a, a level of uh, recency bias on behalf of the people within the club that we don't want? We want an objective breakdown, don't we? We don't need people to yeah. go, oh, the, the result was good, but the performance until the start of April was abysmal we're not going to recognize that we're going to say right we scraped top four again well and I, yeah i don't know maybe that would happen but you know based on last summer I, I i can't be sure that was going to happen so i get what you're saying though i mean Klopp said after the game that the last run doesn't change his opinion like he's already made a decision to recruit for the summer do you know what i mean he said yeah. that but i i get i do get what you're saying i think i said to you as well my worry was letting in a club like Newcastle with that amount of money is how long, how hard is it going to be to get back in the top four? Yeah. That's my worry going forward. Because you've now got Arsenal, probably the weakest out of those four in there, financially speaking. United are now back in the top four. Newcastle are in City. And we know how much money they've got to spend. Well, and Newcastle, we know- no, you, you, Newcastle, oh, sorry, Man United is still losing ridiculous amounts of money. Right now, yeah, every, you, yeah, you need a lot of yeah. it. I'm just saying it's, you give top top four to those kind of teams with that kind of money, and if you've got the right structure, it could happen, you know? Yeah. Very difficult to get back. Yeah, but we weren't going to get back unless we learned our lessons. For sure. Right. I know, it's a catch-22, right? I, I'm not saying this agree with you. It's just one of those where you're like, oh. So I, just, I would say yeah. short, short-term pain for long-term gain. Yes, I hope so. But if we were in this, if, if we were in the statistical group analysing our season to, to do a report for... And the people above us, surely we we all would say that tactically and transfer wise, we were pretty abysmal um, until April, and now we've found something. Yeah, does would that change our interpretation? Anyway, we should do this on the on the we'll do on the season review. Yeah, we should do this. On anyway. That has been your Under Pressure podcast for this week. We will be back after the final game of the season at Southampton. Um, Until then, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.